Charlie Wright is an investment advisor representative with Partner Vest Advisory Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. The views and opinions expressed by our guests are for informational purposes only and do not necessarily reflect the views of PartnerVest Advisory Services, LLC, or Charlie Wright. PartnerVest and our guests are unaffiliated companies. No information in this discussion is intended to provide investment, tax, or legal advice to any person, nor is it an offer to sell any security. Welcome to the Strategic Investor. Join us as we interview some of the world's most productive asset managers and uncover sophisticated and unique investment strategies in the markets. Here is your host, Charlie Wright. Hello and welcome to Strategic Investor Radio on octalkradio.net, where we bring you investment strategies you are not hearing elsewhere. You can contact us at info at strateginvestorradio.com and visit our website to hear podcasts of all of our interviews and shows, strateginvestorradio.com. Today is February 19, 2016. I'm Charlie Wright. We're very pleased to have as our guest today Evan Rapoport, founder and CEO of Hedgecovest. This is a company that provides a platform for the private investor to invest into hedge funds with very low minimums. He speaks to us from their headquarters in beautiful West Palm Beach, Florida. Evan, welcome to Strategic Investor Radio. Thanks for having me, Charlie. So, Evan, uh, you established the parent company of HedgeCovest, Hedgeco.net, in 2002, and that provides a database for hedge fund information. So 14 years ago, you established that, and then about a year ago, you established HedgeCovest, which, again, allows the private investor to evaluate and invest with numerous hedge funds with very low minimums and daily liquidity, which obviously is not available anywhere else by anyone who has done any kind of research. Prior to that, I understand uh, you were a Wall Street executive, which we know can be overcome with a lot of confession and penitence here. So give us a little background here of HedgeCoNet, HedgeCoVest, how they came to be and what they're about. Sure. So when I started HedgeCo.net, it was 2001, um, at the end of 2001. And so the markets had just gone through a fairly uh, difficult period and um, and I, as a wealth manager, was out there looking for strategies that were not correlated to the equity markets or had low correlation because of that disruption that I had just been through, and my clients had unfortunately suffered the uh, the volatility that came along with that disruption. And when I went out there looking, Charlie, I could not really find any place to source non-correlated type strategies, which eventually uh, I recognized that hedge funds were the only group that really offered those types of strategies um, outside of a directional sort of inverse type product that was short only. And, um, and so when I went out there looking, I couldn't find a place, and I recognized that I needed to centralize or, or create a forum where investors could come and source these types of products for their own portfolios. And so we came up with the idea for a hedge fund database, somewhat commonplace today, but unique back then. And, uh, and we offered uh, investors that were qualified and accredited, which is part of the requirements per the SEC guidelines to even review hedge fund information, a place where they can come and they can see and search different types of hedge funds, hedge fund strategies, um, see their performance, and contact those funds then to uh, allocate to them if they, if they decided to do so. And we were, we, you know, we've done that now for 
14 years, and Hedgeco.net is still, of course, in existence. We monitor about 8,000 funds. We've got over 35,000 users of that site that come there to find hedge funds to add to their portfolio. But in 2008, where we had another substantial disruption within the markets, when the markets thawed in 2009 and investors came back to the table, we listened to them, and what we heard from them was that they were frustrated with the current hedge fund structure, and that, as we all know, there was a lot of fraud um, in uh, or during that period that was uncovered. Of course, Mr. Madoff, who wasn't a hedge fund himself, but had a lot of feeder funds that fed into his organization, was uh, certainly a, a big uh, uh, fraudulent sort of uh, case that was out there and, and, and one that scared people, uh, but there were plenty of others. And so investors justifiably um, were no longer comfortable sending money to people that they don't know, that some of them have never met, and hoping that it comes back one day with a return. And that was one part of the frustration, I think, with traditional hedge fund structures. Um, the other is that there were gates that were thrown up. And for those of you who don't know what a gate is, a hedge fund has the ability to stop everybody from redeeming their assets if everybody runs for the door at the same time. The gate gets thrown up. And they do this to protect the overall fund in that if they have some illiquid investments and they go to sell those into a bad marketplace, it can affect the overall portfolio. And so liquidity... Uh, or the lack thereof, um, was a big issue and continues to be a big issue for hedge fund investors. Um, there was also style drift. And so where hedge funds said they were doing one thing, and hedge funds aren't transparent, when we pulled back the covers, we recognized that a lot of these funds were actually being opportunistic. And they were trading different strategies than they told their investors they were going to trade. They had invested in private companies when they shouldn't be doing that. You shouldn't be mixing liquid and illiquid investments within a hedge fund. Right? And so those were some of the problems. And then, of course, in a period of decreased returns or negative returns, people start looking at the fees also very closely. And, uh, and that became, of course, also an issue in that some perceive hedge funds to have very high fees um, with both a management and an incentive fee. And so we listened, and what we heard from these investors was that they would rather invest via a separately managed account or have their own brokerage account and have the hedge fund simply trade their brokerage account. Because in doing so, it's your account, it is SIPC insured, you're the only one that can take money in and out of that account, so it would be impossible to steal. You have full transparency in that, again, it's your account. You see all the trades that are occurring there, and you have liquidity. Again, it's your account. You can pull out whenever you want. So seemingly, Charlie, the holy grail of hedge fund investing is separately managed accounts. The problem, however, is that most hedge funds won't give you a separately managed account unless your account is of size, $25, 50 $100 million to obtain a separately managed account with many hedge funds. So we have a disconnect. We've got investors who want to allocate. We've got fund managers who want to raise capital. Um, but the reason and what we were able to discover was not that the managers were fearful of giving investors liquidity or transparency, it was really the operational burden uh, placed on the firm to manage multiple accounts across different brokers with different fee structures, commission structures, investment management agreements, etc. And so we decided that we needed to come up with a solution, and we did so programmatically, systematically, 
And uh, we created HedgeCoVest, which is our platform. And as you uh, mentioned earlier, this is a way for the private investor to access hedge funds. Um, but what makes this unique is that they can do so in their own brokerage account. And, um, and the way that we do this, um, the, the special sauce, if you will, is that our software codes up to a hedge fund manager's trading activity, their technology stack. We're able to see their portfolios in real time. And when they make a trade, our software sees that trade, and we then make a corresponding trade for our clients and deliver it directly into their brokerage account. As a result, we're giving HedgeCoVest investors the same or close to the same portfolio that the hedge fund holds, only within their own separately managed account. And it's all transparent, correct? It's their separately managed account. They can see every one of the positions that they own. Absolutely. It's Very interesting. Account. Very interesting. Well, question number one, and appreciate that, that that background. It's important for us to understand that. Question number one is, why would an individual investor consider investing in hedge funds in the first place? I mean, there are over 15,000 mutual funds. There are hundreds to thousands of um, ETFs and REITs. Why should an investor consider investing in hedge funds at all? So... You know, this is a question where there are probably 10 or 15 answers, but I'm going to focus on the one that I feel is the most important, and that investing in hedge funds, the right hedge fund, and we can talk about that a little bit also, um, but it really helps you to keep your long book intact. And, and what I mean by that is that most investors own securities long. And what inevitably happens, unfortunately, is that when there are periods of substantial volatility, investors get emotional and they sell at the wrong time. They then buy back at the wrong time. And so what the volatility does to an investor is have them, again, make bad decisions. So the goal in, in adding hedge funds to a portfolio, at least in my opinion, maybe the most important, would be to mute that volatility and to allow investors to stay the course. Because when you do so, you're able to achieve and compound and, 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 and uh, grow your, your investments over a longer period of time. And the market has proven to, um, to perform over those longer periods. Unfortunately, again, investors oftentimes make uh, the wrong decisions relative to timing. So by muting volatility and having products that can perform in down markets, you're able to balance the portfolio and stay the course. So tell us a little about the strategies that help to mute volatility. So within the hedge fund space, you mentioned 15,000 mutual funds. Well, there are about 15,000 hedge funds also in existence now. And there are lots of different strategies um, within this space. Some are uh, private equity. Uh, they trade real estate or private deals. They make loans. Um, others trade securities, of course. But what really makes a hedge fund unique is the ability to go both long and short within the same product, right? So they're able to make money on the downside, if you will, um, and also make money on the upside. But by having a portfolio that has both types of positions within – and not every hedge fund does this, so you do have to be careful because some are very directional and highly correlated. But ideally, a hedge fund um, that is, for example, market neutral. When we talk about market neutral strategies, um, those are, are strategies that have almost the equal amount of both long and shorts within their book. And those strategies um, are the very definition of market neutral, for example, is to perform in all market environments. 
And so they produce an absolute-like return. And it happens to be one of the most popular strategies on Hedgecovest, especially in this market that we're currently in, um, where these products are able to, again, achieve positive results, whether the market is going down or going up. And I think none of us have, has a crystal ball right now. It's hard to call where this market is going, and those types of strategies tend to really uh, produce the type of results that I think most investors are looking for when they, when they look at hedge funds. So what I hear you saying is that a hedge fund is able to go in and manage a particular account and uh, make the decision as to what should be purchased long, what should be sold short, and uh, make those decisions and manage that, whereas the private investor can always invest in inverse funds, but you have to determine when to invest in those in- inverse funds, when to get in, when to get out, etc. Whereas with a hedge fund, they make those decisions, and they're compensated for doing that. Is that what you're Absolutely. saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. And they've got, you know, again, I think the brightest people in the investment industry typically gravitate towards the, uh, the, the hedge fund world. And so you've got very experienced, very talented groups of, of people managing these funds. And they've got great systems to be able to choose which products to short and which products to go long. We go back to making bad decisions. Well, if you're shorting a stock and you don't know what you're doing, you have unlimited downside because the stock can keep going higher. And that's a risk that most investors are not willing to take and shouldn't be taking if they really don't know what they're doing. And so having an experienced team, an experienced team like uh, a hedge fund group, especially one that has performed within adverse market environments, is a much better choice. You know, Evan, it's interesting. I think if you were to ask the typical investor, what do you think of hedge funds? Uh, they would say, well, they're highly risky. But what you're saying is the opposite that they're really not higher higher risk. They're actually put in there to help control a portfolio and to hedge against adverse reactions, correct? The right hedge funds, Charlie. So there are hedge funds that are directional, and they take outsized risk, and they do have substantial swings. So it really depends upon the investor's objective. But I believe if you're thinking about hedge funds generally, and I speak to a lot of advisors, deal with them in addition to individual investors, I go back to my earlier statement. Almost all of these folks own securities. And so the last thing you want to do, in my opinion, when investing in a hedge fund is to pick one that is highly correlated to the equity markets because you're essentially doubling down on risk. So you need to be able to uh, discern, and again, this is uh, available through Hedgecovest or Hedgeco.net. There are plenty of tools out there to be able to understand which funds really fit your specific risk and return objectives. But yes, the ideal hedge fund, in my opinion, does, again, control volatility and produce an absolute-like return. Evan, hold that right there. We need to take a short break. When we come back, let's talk about how Hedgecovest helps investors and advisors to actually evaluate various hedge funds. Again, we're talking with Evan Rappaport, founder and CEO of Hedgecovest out of West Palm Beach, Florida. You're listening to Strategic Investor Radio on octalkradio.net, and we'll be right back. For today's Financial Minute on Strategic Investor Radio, we're talking with John Kosar, founder and CEO of Asbury Research, an investment research firm out of Chicago. John, what do you have for us today? Today I wanted to talk about kind of an obscure market indicator, but one that is readily available on the Internet. It's the commitments of traders' data 
It's put out every week on Friday afternoons uh, by the CFTC, Commodity Futures Trading Commission. And what it does is it breaks down futures open interest to show what various investor demographics are doing. The one that we're interested in is the hedgers. Commercial hedgers. These are typically people who own the physical commodity. They either own gold or they own copper or they own bonds or or wheat. It doesn't really matter. But what we're looking for in these data is when these smart money guys are at a least hedged extreme. They're using futures to hedge the position that they're holding in the physical asset. So when they're a less hedged extreme, you're getting close to a price bottom. It still may be a month or two away, but right Right now, we are seeing such potential bottoms in gold at about $1,100 an ounce and in copper at about $2.30 a pound. It's not a buying opportunity yet, but these are value areas. And time to check your charts, check your prices, to look for something constructive on the charts, prices to go higher. It's, again, uh, something that is available on the Internet. It's not used very frequently, but it's a very valuable tool that investors should know about. John, thank you very much. And if someone wants to learn more, how do they reach you? They can find us on the Internet at asburyresearch.com. And there's a phone number there, or there's a brief form that they can fill out right on the website uh, indicating what kind of an investor they are, and somebody will get back to them shortly. Spell Asbury. A-S-B-U-R-Y, research.com. Or they can check out our weekly show on octalkradio.net. John, thank you very much. And now back to Charlie to wrap things up with his guests. Paul, thank you very much. Again, we're talking with Evan Rappaport, founder and CEO of Hedgecovest out of West Palm Beach, Florida. So, Paul, you convinced us that hedge funds can be a viable tool in helping reduce volatility here. But like you just mentioned, there are up to 15,000 hedge funds. So how can Hedgecovest assist us in evaluating what strategies to use and which, which hedge funds actually to apply here? Sure. So... The, one of the, the key parts of, uh, or pieces of importance when, when we created Hedgecovest was providing uh, the most transparency uh, possible, uh, or as much transparency as possible, and that typically doesn't occur with hedge funds because they're very opaque. You, you invest in a fund, they don't tell you what they're doing, you get a return at the end of the month or 20 days after the month, but what we've done here with Hedgecovest is provide real-time information. So you can look at these funds when the market is down three points and see how they're doing right at that minute. You will, of course, be able to see the statistics that are associated with that product. So you can see the correlation, the standard deviation, um, the beta associated with the portfolio. And you can make those decisions from a more informed perspective as opposed to investing with an opaque vehicle like a hedge fund or even a mutual fund for that matter. Okay, so tell us next about the fee structure. Hedge funds are known for their 2 and 20 fee structure, uh, which is very, very expensive. And people are, you know, Vanguard has done a very good job at telling people that fees are killers in uh, managed accounts, mutual funds, etc. So what's the fee structure of the investing through these hedge funds with uh, partner with uh, Hedgecovest here? Sure. So 
before I mentioned one of the pain points was that hedge funds are expensive to to back up your 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 statement there, Charlie. And what we did with Hedgecovest was reduce fees, and so we don't have an incentive fee. We only have a management fee. It is two and a half percent because actively managed portfolios are more expensive traditionally than passive portfolios like in a Vanguard product. Um, but I think what's what what we do on Hedgecovest again, going back to making an informed decision, is everything in terms of performance data that we provide is net of fees. And so you can look at the platform and see products that are producing 8 to 12% annualized with half the volatility of the marketplace, and you're looking at a net number. And, um, and so you know, we try to reduce the, the cost associated. There's one more comment I'll make in that sometimes people say hedge funds are expensive, but I've got to tell you, there's uh, a firm like Renaissance Capital, which I think we all know, run by the brilliant uh, mathematical science or math, uh, mathematician, rather, James Simons. And, um, and the fee structure with Renaissance is up at, I think it's above 4 and 45 so incredibly high fees. But you know what? He produces 30% net of fees every year, so nobody complains. So I think that is what's most important, is not to look at the fees alone, but to look at the net of fees result and make a decision based on that. Great, great point. So tell us, has Hedgecovest been able to attract the better performing hedge funds? So, yes, I mean, we have a good amount of hedge funds that we've signed to the platform. We are new. We've got 25 individual strategies live currently. We've got about 70 signed uh, that we're bringing live now. And, um, And I think, you know, relative to their peer group, they perform very, very well. Again, we have a wide breadth of offerings, so some are directional, some are market neutral. Um, some trade different uh, asset classes. So outside of equity, they trade options. And so, you know, we do, I think, have great product available. Um, but ultimately, it does, of course, come down to the investor and whether these products meet their individual risk and return objective. So tell us, Evan, a question we always like to ask our guests here. Number one, what keeps you awake at night? You know, I think, outside of my kids, I think overcoming how much misinformation about alternatives there out there in the marketplace, there is out there in the marketplace, um, is something that, that does disturb me because it makes my job much harder. Uh, again, you made a comment before about the public perception of hedge funds being very risky and then us talking about how a lot of them are actually the opposite of that. But I think that's the hard part is that you've got the media um, you know, talking about hedge funds very generally and, and mostly bashing them. And so that's a, a difficult uh, battle sometimes to fight, um, but one that we're well-armed to, uh, to, 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 to uh, at least we're well-armed to have that battle. Yeah, and, and we certainly uh, understand the, the group think that occurs in the financial media, and they do uh, send out a lot of information. And then, you know, the big short, other books and uh, other movies, etc., they, they never show hedge fund managers as being saints here. Number two, what book on investing would you recommend to our listeners. So the, the the book that I like that if you haven't uh, your 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 uh, listeners haven't read is More Money Than God. Now this isn't necessarily a book on investing, but it is a book on the hedge fund industry uh, as a whole, and it takes the the uh, the first hedge fund that was ever created was created by Alfred Winslow Jones in 1948. I want to say most people don't realize that hedge funds have been around that long, and takes us right through the present day, but discusses all of the titans, their product how they developed their firms, what their niche was, what their specialty was, and how they were able to achieve superior returns. 
and uh, and it's just a wonderful book. Hey, well, thank you very much. We have not had that recommended before, so so we appreciate that. So before we close here, first of all, give us your website. So our website is hedgecovest.com. Now spell that for us, will you? That's H-E-D-G-E-C-O-V-E-S-T dot com. Okay, and what final words do you have for our listeners before we sign off here, Evan? Well, I think we're getting into a period of obvious um, substantial volatility. And I, I look at these markets, and we've just gone through one of the best six-year periods that the market has ever had. I think it's number two in the last 100 years. And I think investors need to be careful. I think they need to protect those gains that they've been able to achieve. And I think if the markets continue on the way that they have, you really do need to look at some alternative products, those that have the lower correlation, um, those that have low standard deviation. And, uh, and, and start to utilize them to do what I mentioned earlier, which is to make sure you hold on. Because, again, if we see it down 50 type year, down 50% type year, you could bet your bottom dollars that investors will be pulling out because they'll be afraid, and that typically is the best time to buy. So mute that volatility, hold on, and stay the course. Evan, great advice for all of us. Thank you very much for joining us today. We really appreciate you being here. Thank you again for having me. And uh, again, we've been talking with Evan Rampapore, founder and CEO of Hedgecovest out of West Palm Beach, Florida, where they provide a platform for the private investor to invest into hedge funds at very low minimums and daily liquidity. Uh, You've been listening to Strategic Investor Radio on octalkradio.net, where we bring you investment strategies you are not hearing elsewhere. And we would love to hear from you at info at strategicinvestorradio.com or go to our website to hear podcasts of all of our past shows and interviews, strategicinvestorradio.com. I'm Charlie Wright, wishing everybody an enjoyable week and productive investing. You've been listening to The Strategic Investor, your source for compelling investment strategies from some of the most productive asset managers in the industry. For unique investment strategies, visit us at strategicinvestorradio.com. Investing is not rocket science. Wright is an investment advisor representative with Partner Vest Advisory Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. The views and opinions expressed by our guests are for informational purposes only and do not necessarily reflect the views of Partner Vest Advisory Services, LLC, or Charlie Wright. Partner Vest and our guests are unaffiliated companies. No information in this discussion is intended to provide investment, tax, or legal advice to any person, nor is it an offer to sell any securities.